0: Welcome to the first Friday Zoom session we, we've done for a while. Um, if you've joined us before, but you didn't already know, I'm, I'm sorry to have to tell you that our founder, Melanie Lodes, recently passed away. Um, her wish was that Frogop continues to help food and drink businesses. One of the things that Mel really enjoyed, I remember, was, was talking to food business owners, hearing about you know how they got where they are and what their experiences were. By way of a, a small tribute, to Mel. We've, we've decided to start these again on a monthly basis. I'm delighted to welcome Crystal Baker to the web webinar this morning. She's the founder of Lux Wells and she came to the food and drink industry as a complete novice. Those are her words from the website I hasten to add, not mine. Um, and she was driven by the need for a tasty alternative to water that would keep her on track when it came to keeping hydrated um, and things like that. Luxwell's infusions combine sort of well-being, taste, refreshment, and a little bit of luxury, and each handmade drink is infused with real flowers, botanicals, and other plant-based ingredients. The range has been featured in publications from, I think, from BBC Good Food to The Guardian, Radio Times, and lots more. And what's more, uh, all three flavours have been recognised with Great Taste Awards this year. So uh, firstly, welcome, Crystal. Hi, hello. (laughs) And thanks, thanks for joining us. Um, I guess the first place to start is, what were you doing before you founded Luxwell's? Had you always wanted to start a food business?
1: Um, No, Um, before Luxwell's, completely different industry, property, um, real estate. Um, So nothing related uh, to food or beverage at all. Um, I got stuck into it uh, when I was pregnant with my daughter and you know, you need to eat well, and you need to stay hydrated, and um, I was just drinking a lot of water, as you need to, but I just, I was really struggling, because I found it really boring, and bland, and I was trying to experiment with all different things, I'd have more smoothies, I'd, I'd try more more fruit in water, cucumber, all of those things, and I just wasn't enjoying it, um, and once I had her, um, obviously feeding, you still need to obviously make sure that that everything that you're giving them is 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 nutrientful. Um and you know, I remember I had the big jug and you know, the nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock to keep you on track. And and I just thought, oh, looking at this this bucket of water. And I just thought, oh, there has to be another way that it can be more exciting. And that I would want to drink it, and what would need to be uh, in in water for me to actually want to pick it up if I saw it on shelf? Um, what would that need to look like? What would need to be in it? Um, and I just was at home on maternity leave and so i had a lot of time to think and i it just kept playing on my mind because i had to keep drinking this every single day so it was bothering me every day um and then i was just thinking oh you know what what luxurious thing could i think to be in water and i just thought oh, roses and um yeah i just thought oh okay let me let me experiment with that and that sort of tasted okay and then i started looking into other flowers and i just started researching and and that's how it started
0: fantastic so in terms of developing a range then what, what were the first steps you took to actually you know, what, what what happened in terms of turning that into thinking about it being a business
1: because i kept um looking around because that was just what i was making for myself and then i thought okay i'm i'm, I'm going to be going back to work soon so I, i'm not really going to have time to be messing around in the kitchen the way that i had been um and I kind of got back into work sort of plodding along, um, but what then changed was the uh, sugar tax that they started implementing in in the, the cordial drinks. Um, and I suppose the juices and the fizzy drinks, and I didn't really ever drink fizzy drinks, so that didn't bother me. And, and it, my thing was more sort of fruit juice and, and, and cordials. Um, and when they changed the flavors, I just thought they were terrible and I thought, what's this that they're presenting to the market and then it made me start thinking how much sugar must there be in these beverages that we're drinking for it to taste palatable that now it tastes so different and that sort of got me into looking into what they're putting into products that you buy and you know, obviously in the supermarkets, they started doing the traffic light aspect on, on, on food and drink and really got into that aspect of researching um, and, and getting to understand what was really in what we were consuming. Um, and then I thought, you know, I can't find anything uh, like that, um, like what I would like to drink on, in the market. Um, and that's what made me start researching into to starting this as a business.
0: Uh, So what what came, which product came first then?
1: Uh, The rose, the rose, Uh, because that was the first one that I thought of. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's I I started researching to see are there many beverages with um, flowers in it, Uh, botanicals. Um, And I've noted that there were some, but they were maybe mixed either with fruit juice or they were sort of more herb based um not necessarily with flowers or they were sort of maybe in in you know lemonade sort of like a rose lemonade or something of that nature which in itself also does have a lot lots of sugar in it so I thought there isn't actually a brand specific for water which is what I was trying to have more of um and so the rose is what what I started with and then when I was getting lots more um, flowers, just researching on the different types of flowers. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to start this, it's unusual. So some of the, the, the flowers that I was coming up with, I thought, oh, well, I haven't even heard of this. So even though it tastes okay, nobody's gonna take a chance on flowers in water plus a flower that they don't know. So I thought, okay, pick some things that are recognized by everybody. To get you started, because then the barrier that you're going to have is making people take interest in how that that might taste. Particularly if it's for somebody, my original um, target audience was to be for somebody like myself who doesn't like drinking water. So if you're already trying to present something that people don't really enjoy, and you make it too strange, you're going to miss that mark completely. So then I'm searching as well, lavender um and uh I I remember I remember seeing something somewhere and uh when I was watching sort of these um entrepreneurial podcasts and webinars and and the message I kept getting was oh you should tell people you know what what it is that you're doing because a lot of people keep things to themselves because they think somebody's going to steal their idea but your idea might not even be a good idea to tell people first because you might waste all of your time and nobody likes them I remember when I was telling people about flowers in water and I could see their eyes just wandering off like what on earth is she talking about that sounds hideous (laughs) and I thought okay that's going to be my personal challenge to myself and if I can if I can make this uh and make it taste pleasant and not the way people are going to imagine it I think they kept imagining like a old vase of old water and and especially when I was talking about lavender and it was like what like your your grandma's handbag that sounds disgusting and I was like oh god they really don't get it and so it was a long process of it in my mind um because I came up with the idea when I really started going with it it was during Covid so a lot of things paused in terms of the process um, and trying to get a sample ready um so I spent a lot of time thinking about how to make it presentable and how to make it appealing that was the challenge that I realised I was going to have if I want people to notice it and I want people to give it a try I feel like when they try it they will like it they will like at least one of the flavours but I have to make it stand out and have to make it appealing.
0: Did you go out with one product to start with and then add the other two or?
1: I launched with all three um, because I thought to myself, if I launch with one and people don't like that one, it's going to be hard to catch their attention again with other flavours. Um, and I remember somebody saying something, uh, again, it was on another webinar. I watched so many webinars. I think when I found Front Cop, it, it, was, it I felt like I found heaven because all of the... <laughs> All of the the webinars and entrepreneurial um, stories that I was listening to, they weren't really around food or beverage. They were just about entrepreneurship in general. And so the journey of how to begin that process with food and beverage again, the bit, it was completely new to me. It was something that I I wasn't really sure about. But once I started, um, you know, getting involved in 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 frog hop and doing finding more contact points from there. I realized, you know, when you're presenting, especially if you're trying to get into a store later, if you just come with one product and they don't like it, that's it. But if you give them a range, you know, even if they're not particularly fond on one of your products, they might be on the others and vice versa. So it gives you more of an opportunity. And then at least it can sort of show the versatility of where the brand can go. Um, So that was why I launched with all three flavors. I, I wanted to make three um to start off with um and just sort of test that and see how that that got on
0: yeah I think that's a useful a useful um sort of learning for for food yeah. food owners in general isn't it how how have you approached sales I mean I, I noticed you there's a stockist list on on your website and you're selling direct through the website as well aren't you
1: I am I am um so my initial intention was just to do direct consumer online Um, especially because of everything that was happening with, with COVID, I just thought, you know, there are a lot of businesses that are starting and everything is online. Um, so that would probably be the the best route, especially with a smaller budget. Um, what I realized quite quickly on though, was because the, the beverages are are glass, uh, I wanted to try to steer away from plastic as much as possible. Um, And I wanted to sort of give it a a luxury feel and presentation. Um, So I I opted to use glass bottles. Um, But what I noticed very quickly is the weight. So when I get the order and you pack the bottles and you send it off, you know, the cost for that, especially as a small business starting off, I wasn't doing sort of mass deliveries to bring the cost down. Um, I realised it wasn't particularly cost effective. Um, and so then I started uh, looking into retailers um, and the process involved um, with that and I have found that to be um, a far better um, route to market for for the business
0: is that quite you kind of actually literally going and visiting stockists and yes selling your wares (laughs)
1: yes
0: (laughs) how have you found that
1: um nerve in the beginning um but it's, it's it's so funny because throughout this whole experience as, as i said i, I had I had no inclination for food or beverage um and i had no plan to start a business and so everything that i've done i've started off being quite nervous to to speak openly or to put myself out there um, um as we were saying before kind of I'm quite content to be the person in the background. Uh, I don't need to be the face of anything if, if, if you know, I'm quite happy with that. Um, so to go out with a product that's unusual and it's new. And then, you know, I'm also new in the industry. Um, that was a bit nerve wracking. But I, I just said, I'm. if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And once I sort of got into my first store, which was Panzer's, uh, they they took they took a chance on me. The buyer there, she's amazing, and um, she 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 was really quick with the process. She really loved the product, and she you know she said she said something that will will always stick with me. However far this journey does or doesn't go. She said you've got a really fantastic product you know I know it's going to be something fantastic and I said do you think and she said I know you don't have that confidence I can see because this is your first time she said but trust me on it you know it's going to do things and 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 when it does don't forget your first store and I said i I definitely won't um, and and that's literally how everything is, has has progressed it, I suppose it's that sort of thing maybe in the beginning where something's new and you, you get some early adopters and then you get others that sort of move along when they see that other people are moving along and so now getting into stores is becoming um easier um and now people are also contacting me which is fantastic and that sort of gives me uh more confidence to keep going um and and see what it can really be ah
0: that's interesting i mean that's obviously that is a that is that's is- what you want to hear isn't it you know yeah. it's, that, it's that that progression mm-hmm. um can I ask sort of how the business is is financed are you, are you self-financing it effectively or have you got some investment or
1: no I'm I'm self-financing it and um that's sort of making the journey take a lot longer um I am also making the products myself Um, and so I I use a kitchen and and that's how I make the products and but as things are growing it's becoming less practical for me to be making everything so I am speaking to um, a few uh, other larger retailers um, to secure an order um, and secure multiple orders which will then um, justify the cost of going directly with a manufacturer because I looked into that in the beginning. And so it's about the minimum order quantities. The bottles are in the thousands. And, you know, so it wouldn't make any sense to make the products. Now I'd have to pay to store them. They have a shelf life. As soon as I've made them, if I don't have anywhere to send them to, it it just wouldn't make any business sense financially. So I've sort of been bootstrapping everything um, myself, um, but I do find uh, that that makes me more determined to keep going with it, um, and I find the fact that I'm having to do everything, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the, the product maker, the, the packer, the deliverer, I, I do everything myself, um, but it makes me know that it's definitely what I want to do. I've, I've heard quite a few things of people saying you know if you're going to start a business don't just pick something because you think it will make money because when things are challenging you will lose interest if you're actually passionate about what it is that you're doing those tough times of which there have already been very many and I know that there will be even more to come it, it makes it um worthwhile I I, I I never wake up feeling like oh I, I should I should pack this in every day is is a okay this is what I want to do how am I going to go about doing it and, and that's just how how the journey is going
0: doing all those things you kind of totally understand the business you know you as you scale up you might you might outsource some things but you will understand what it is involved do you remember how you um how you found frog Hop in the first instance and decided to work with with us
1: yeah so i actually found frog Hop through a recommendation from a manufacturer that i was speaking with uh before so we were speaking um and i was looking to get everything um starting a, a, a production line um this is before i knew all the things that i've come to know now that that was actually a blessing in disguise and so we started speaking and it was just before the pandemic and we had booked a session and we were going to go and sort of do do the, the um, production day and then COVID hit. And so everything came to a standstill. And so everything got put on hold. And then when I next followed up, they were then starting to take orders um, from from clients. And so I sort of, their their wait time, because you couldn't have, more than one person in at a time per day they usually could do more and it was anyway it just became you know extended and extended and extended and then when we finally did did get to to book in our session I realized they they couldn't do half of the things that I wanted to do so they they couldn't use the bottles that I wanted so the bottle shape was quite specific that I needed to have this particular bottle type because the bottle is shaped like a cage. So with the lines on it, that's what it's supposed to represent in terms of the uncaging your hydration. And so the bottle types that they had that made making the product more cost effective from a manufacturing point of view didn't work because it was a completely different bottle. Then they didn't have the lids. So I wanted um you know specific lids they didn't have the lids. Um, I wanted to use real flowers because that's what I use they wanted to use uh flavorings and extracts and so it just it didn't work out so um it's quite frustrated that that had taken all of that time and so in the end they said oh you know we here's here's a, a list of some um other um companies that I think might be suited to where you are in your journey and so I I went through them and FrogHop was on the list and I I found you to be the most um, appropriate for what I was looking for Um, and then started watching um, Mel's uh, webinars um, and learning there was so much information in there that was exactly what I needed and so I was actually where before I was frustrated that I couldn't get it going with the manufacturer I was so thankful that it didn't work out because everything that I needed to get started was with frog hop was what Mel was talking about and and you know sometimes as well I'm I'm a firm believer that sometimes when things aren't happening at the pace that you want them to sometimes there is a reason for that um and yeah that's how everything got going how I found frog hop
0: brilliant it's interesting you mentioned the bottles because the 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 branding is is very um very very beautiful and elegant and thank you is is the the branding and and that side of things something you've placed a lot of emphasis on
1: definitely I I did and I really had a lot of time to think about it because I didn't have the money in the beginning to get going (laughs) so because I didn't have the money it's so funny what having uh, less resources makes you more resourceful and yeah. so I, I was doing so much research I was looking at all the different bottles and I was thinking well you know maybe I should just get going because then I heard, again heard people saying you know just get started on your on on you know even if it's not what you want it to be in the long term just get something made just get going start and then you know it, it you can iterate as you move along um but I just had this pause that was saying to me if I if I launch it in the wrong way it's not going to be received it's not going to be striking enough the message isn't going to make sense it's about not drinking water the cage I came up with this idea and I just thought oh you know I must I must emphasize that and and so but then I didn't have the budget as i said to do what i needed to do but it made me research even more. um and you know in terms of putting everything together that kind of i had time to really think about it and make it launch the way that i wanted it to look so i was happy with what i i launched with versus just getting started and not really being happy and confident in what i was bringing to the market given that it was already an unusual product I wanted to make sure that it told the story that I wanted to be heard
0: did um and and the, and the name as well uh, is that something that took a long time or that, did that kind of just just click
1: that bit was quite quick because because the the idea of of the roses was because I wanted luxury <clears throat> and um the aspect of well-being was because you know you need to stay hydrated to be well. You need to 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 try to be healthy, um, you know, and um, especially with with the time that we're in, and especially during COVID, but pre-COVID, during my pregnancy and after having my daughter, I was spending so much of my energy trying to be um, well. Um, and so my pregnancy it was a bit of a difficult pregnancy. Um, and, you know, when I had my daughter, we we, we were unfortunately we in hospital for, for, for a couple of weeks. And so everything about my whole focus was to make sure that we were well, I was well, she was well as a family. We're all well. Um, and so I just thought, OK, well, it, luxury and, and well-being are what I'm trying to, to present. Um, and so I just thought that Luxor's, I did have another name that I was going to call the brand. And then when I started researching, um, there was another company in LA that had a name. Um, but again, it was a good thing because, um, it was going to be around just Rose, um, was, was, was going to be, um, the brand name, um, but that actually would have limited me to just being able yeah. to use roses um, versus the different flowers that I want to, to experiment and present. So again, it was, it was good that that name was taken by somebody else. And, and like yours wasn't. So. <laughs>
0: Things things tend to happen for a reason, don't they? Definitely,
1: so definitely
0: so they look great, but obviously they taste great as well as as evidenced by the great taste awards, Thank which you. I think everyone would love to get their hands on the great taste awards. so what w- what did it involve? How did it happen? What was the experience like?
1: Um, so I again, before I even had the product, I just had the idea. I was going to lots of different um seminars. And, events wherever I could find them and and I, I, I went to an event and I had no product. I just had an idea and all these other entrepreneurs had all of these products and some of them had gone through they said you know they've got great taste awards and so I was just sort of asking them how they went about the process and then I started researching myself um, and so I made sure that I had the product ready at the time that it was ready to submit your application for for great taste Um, and so basically you um go on their website and then they have two acceptance points so if you're a member i think it's from january to february i think or november to january i think and then if you're not a member then you get the additional two months so maybe february to april or, or january to february so that there's there's two categories um, or two admission times and you submit all of your your any products that you want to put forward. So I put all three products forward. Um, thinking, you know, if I can just get one, just one, one star for one of the products, wouldn't that be amazing? That would give credibility to Lux Wells. And, and I applied and you don't get the results until August so I, I applied early and then I just thought okay well August seems like such a long way away because I hadn't even launched yet um, and flash forward August comes and then this set day it reminds you to log in and check and I I checked and I couldn't believe I had I'd got great stars for for every every flavor um, and I got uh two two stars so two stars for the lavender two stars for the hibiscus and one star for the rose and um yeah it was it, it was fantastic and the most difficult flavor was the lavender flavor um because i was trying to make sure that i kept it natural and struggling with the color so for example the rose i used multiple roses one is for the scent one is for the taste one is for the color and it's all natural so it colors naturally same thing with the hibiscus it colors naturally um and the lavender doesn't color so naturally especially when I add the pear it it went to a a a darker apple juicy type pear juice type color Mm. um and so that was something that that um Myself and 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 your frockop team in the kitchen. <laughs> it took many visits to get this one right, and and you know there were discussions. Should we just maybe use use a, a coloring? Um, you know it, it 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 wouldn't be you know fully what I wanted, and I really toyed with the idea, and 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 in the end I just said no. I I want to really stick to what the purpose of it is if, if yeah. i start compromising now in the beginning it, the message is going to be contradictory and so that it was the complete bane of my life trying to get this naturally the way that i wanted it to be and still taste the way that i wanted it to taste and and, and everything and it's what stopped me launching sooner and it was actually the one that that when i read back the feedback they got it completely and it it was a heartfelt moment to read what they were saying. You know, they were saying, you know, we we thought this wasn't going to work. We we didn't really think it was going to be, but you know, how wrong we were and and, you know, this you've got the palette just right. And because lavender is very, very strong. Um, so I used just a tiny bit and then I sort of round it off with the pear and it, it just they just understood what it was that i was trying to do whereas sometimes when i was explaining it to friends and family they didn't get it and so sometimes it was making me feel like do i even have a product do i even have a business and and so <laughs> then once i got that 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 validity from the experts i was like okay somebody gets it and so i'm on the right track and yeah it was it was such a wonderful moment it really was what
0: does the future hold for lux was? what's your kind of uh, year look like
1: so i'm focusing on getting into more stores um, a lot more stores I think this year I launched late um, I wanted to launch in the new year and I, I missed that window by quite a bit um, launched in April um, and so from then until now it's just sort of been trying to raise brand awareness trying to sort of find my feet so next we'll be getting into a lot more stores um, and I will be launching with uh, more flavors next year. Um, that will be more unusual, um, but I feel like now that I've you know, launched with these three flavors that people recognize and they're enjoying how that tastes, it sort of gives more trust in Luxor's as a brand that when I launch these other flavors that some of them haven't been heard before, um, people will still adopt to trying those. That's
0: fantastic, sounds very exciting.
1: Brilliant.
0: Excellent, we've got a couple of questions. George uh, asks, which company did you use to get your first labels for your packaging?
1: Ah, uh, Berkshire Labels. Ah. Yeah, I use Berkshire Labels. I still use them. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're great if you want to try them out. <laughs> thank you very much, I will do, thank you. No problem.
0: Thanks, George. Uh, Jack asks, uh, you mentioned you make your product in your kitchen. Did you need to prepare the area in any special way or buy any special equipment?
1: Um, so in terms of preparing the space, uh no, that 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 um was fine. Um it just obviously needs to to I'd 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 made sure that the kitchen was was, you know, clean, tidy, um and and compliant with with the regulations that you need uh, for that and i've had a a health visit as well from the local authority so that's fine um when i started that initial process and making from home in terms of making it um pasteurizing machine um obviously scales to weigh everything out um many scales because the the flowers are very light so it's not the main scale and and um I need to make sure that the pH balance is right. So the pH reader. Um, so all of those different different things. I I, I have been using all of those.
0: Fantastic. There is uh if you go to frog forward slash resources, Jack, there is, well, there's a number of videos, but one there's one on making at home and how to start, which you might find useful. Um thanks for the question. Uh Sarah Thomas asks, do you have a good supplier to make your products?
1: Um, so in terms of uh, getting that process going, well, in, in terms of the products that I source now, yes. Yes, I do. Um, I'm using um, just ingredients sometimes as well. They're very consistent. Um, and But as I was saying, I'm, I'm going to be looking to start working with a manufacturer just because it's, it's, it's getting timely. To be making everything myself as as we're growing, but um, so far, yeah, the, the the supplies that I have been using um, they've been consistent.
0: Really, that leads nicely into a question from Patricia: Are you doing this on a part-time basis?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, I am. I, am. Um, I have my daughter. Um, I'm. I'm. I still have uh, my main day job and so I barely sleep <laughs> <laughs> I barely sleep um but it's worth it I I I do everything Wells, evenings and weekends um but I stick to that every evening every weekend I'm I'm doing something um but you know with with my daughter you know it, it it's it's the manufacturer is definitely needed now because it it's it's trying to strike that work-life balance um or, or family business balance um I, I i saw something once and it said if if you are over a certain age i think it said if you're over 30 you know and if you're if you're a parent um, and you haven't run a business by that time you shouldn't really bother trying to start a business and i thought what. Oh, I'm one of those things. <laughs> and I thought, no, I, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to give it a try. And and it is very challenging. It is, but I'm very set with my structure. Um, and so everything has an equal amount of time. Um, and and I sleep at a silly clock in the morning, you know, three o'clock in the morning and get up at six. And I'm just functioning that way, which is not good. But I did that when I my daughter was first born. So I've been able to live on three hours sleep before, so I can do it again. And until... well, there
0: you go. The, the secrets of my success. Yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> three hours sleep. Well, there's a will, there's the way. <laughs> I can't do it forever, but you know, until until the path opens more. That that's what's happening at the moment.
0: Fantastic. I think that sounds like a good place to uh, to wrap things up. Thank you so much to everyone for your questions and and to you, Crystal, for no problem. For um, just to say if, if people want to try Luxwells for themselves, you can buy them online at www.liverluxwells.co.uk and uh, you can see the, the, the beautiful bottle and the packaging and the branding for yourself as well.
1: Thank you very much.
0: If you want to um check out some of the resources we mentioned there, all at uh, froghop.co.uk forward slash resources, and you can hear the uh, the previous editions of the Food Finders interviews at froghop.co.uk forward slash podcast or if you search for um, Food Finder's Interviews, wherever you get your podcasts, as they say. Thanks again to Crystal. A, a Really interesting to hear your story and really inspiring in terms of, you know, the, the sort of journey you've been on and, and your approach to it. Um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. And um, yeah, thanks everyone and hopefully see you soon.